Welcome to the Captain Lou podcast. I'm your host, Captain Lou, with Co-Captain Luke. Here I am. Here we are. And we have an exciting development. We have gotten our first official, our first official question. Yes. Now, did we claim to have a question earlier? No. It, uh, we we did address. reach out to you personally. We did address comments. Yeah. As a Captain Luke question. Yes. But this Captain Luke question came through Captain Luke questions at gmail.com. That's it, baby. Captain Somebody Luke questions it. at gmail.com, our first official Captain Luke question. So, in preparation for this moment, we have not pulled it up. <laughs> I have it. There is it. Luke's got it. Luke's the guy. <laughs> so, it. we've got this. And what really is exciting is this one is from Mike V. Mike V, baby. We were stunned to get our first question from Mike V. And it reads as follow. Oh, Mike Villalobos. Mike V, that's what we said. Yes, <laughs> right. Mike v. Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> Villalobos, I guess. Yeah. Mike oh, V, I didn't I know always, if that was his last name. Villalobos. There it is. Oh, <laughs> oh, all right. Well, so our first question is, is from Mike V, and he asks... <clears throat> wow, it's it's not short. But he is the owner of Outcast Skateboards, Gentleman's Skate Club, Old Pueblo Pressings, Art of Board Making. This is Mike Villalobos, who has done probably more than anyone to connect and popularize board making in the wide world. Yes. And um, we... We are so happy that he sent this. So on January 27th, this will probably be aired some February day. I think this one is going to air. The 7th. If you're listening to this, it's probably February 7th. Yes. Unless you're on the live right now, the exclusive Facebook right. live. Our Facebook livers are going to catch this. This will be banked and released on February 7th. And I might do some solo dolo from the road mm. check-ins and yeah. stuff. We really, I, we really want to. But you know, Mike says, he says to me, he says, <laughs> he says to us, he says. Go ahead. Uh, he says, here is an interesting topic around a well-known saying in the skate culture. Is skateboarding a crime? Yes. <laughs> well, Lou knows a brief part of my skate history, but I will bring part of my story for Luke. Once upon a time, yes, I was once pro for the corporate overlords. <laughs> Mike, Mike is an accomplished skateboarder. Um, about 2005-ish, I was working on a street video part that would stand out, which was a funny concept since I was a, uh, some, uh, there's some typos. I... I think he meant to write total kook. <laughs> no, <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> um, I started filming in an old abandoned Kmart that was a well-known skate spot that was a bust years prior. All entrances were welded shut, so I made my own entrance by cutting out a small door in a loading dock door and attaching my own hinges and lock. Sick. Sick. What a unit. <laughs> What a unit. Kmart was an amazing skate spot with all the abandoned displays and lockers set up by skaters year prior. 
years prior. But the fun ended after the third day of filming when some high schoolers saw us going in and they followed. They told every skater in town that, and by the next day, the spot was blown with tons of skaters and creating such a scene that police came and arrested everyone that night. Jeez. When I saw that, I was on the hunt for a new spot. Well, turns out my parents' neighbor owned an abandoned grocery store on the other side of town and gave us the keys to go in and have fun skating. So sick. On the way out, cops saw us loading into my truck and arrested us on the spot. The legal process was a nightmare and also happened to be a holiday weekend, so I spent five days in a holding cell until I went before a judge. Jeez. During that time, the state changed my single misdemeanor charge to 10 felony charges. My bail went from 10K to over a million before I even went before the judge. Once I was in the courtroom, my neighbor testified on my behalf and he, that, and he gave, that he gave me permission to be there and do what I was doing. So the judge allowed me to be released. But the state wanted to proceed with the charges anyway since they owned the parking lot. Hmm. After some drama of miscommunications in, a new, and in new courthouses and an accidental trip down to L.A.'s Twin Towers prison, I was let out three days later from the prison, which was 50 miles from my home. After countless meetings with my lawyer and the DA on how to proceed, the district attorney made an offer after many in prior meetings of dropping charges to one felony count of commercial burglary, 180 days community service, and three years probation that I have to pay and check in every month. I wanted to fight it. But the judge pulled me aside and said that if I fought it and went to trial, I would lose because the jurors wouldn't care about the facts. They are influenced on emotion and most hate skater kids. Mind you, I was 19 at the time and scared for the future. I was also arrested with two 17-year-olds, one who, who was brutally murdered a week after our arrest. So all charges on them as minors were pushed, pushed onto me as the scapegoat. I will leave their names out of this story, but I can fill you both in later if you're interested in who this is. It's a famous story that has been portrayed on TV. He writes. Yes. Anywho. 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 <laughs> I took the deal, fulfilled the terms, and lost many sponsors along the way. I was able to have the felony reduced once I fulfilled all the sentencing terms, but it has haunted me in many aspects of life until two years ago. Dude. But point I'm making is both the state and judge in the long run had no right to charge me since the owner said I had permission, and the judge influencing my decision to fight all because I was a skateboarder. Yeah, I think that's an infraction. I don't think judges are allowed to, to do that. 
Feel free to use this on your podcast for discussion, and you may use my name. Oh, we did. Yeah, Mike V. (laughs) (laughs) We misused your name. (laughs) I kept the names of those I was arrested with out, out of respect for them, the family of the one who died since they were minors. Their record of this is sealed. Much love. Feel free to hit me up if you have questions. My number is below. Luke, if you'd like it, Lou already has it. Well, many thanks to Mike Villalobos. Yeah, uh, give it a scan, Luke, and help help us to think this through. Dude, I've read it a couple times up to this point. That is the gnarliest oof to just get chewed up. Well, part, part of it is almost a technicality. He is, he is, Mike, Mike Villalobos has um, straight come up in this podcast asking a question, is skateboarding a crime? Yeah. And that's not, and I have, I'm happy that he did this and I'm thankful to you, Mike, for sharing this story. Um, but that was not really a question. Well, I think that was his, it was more of a topic of discussion in some ways. Do you think maybe Mike is asking about whether skateboarders are still seen as criminals, no matter what? Yeah, whether judges and jurors and district attorneys still look on skateboarders as a criminal culture and element. Uh, that's probably likely. I mean, the, to me, the question is skateboarding a crime is really simple. The objective answer is no, but it depends on where you're doing it. And Thrasher still to this day is putting out videos with guys fighting security, you know, and fighting with cops and getting kicked out of places and glorifies that. But you can see there is sometimes these boys pay a price, even unjustly for that kind of behavior. And it is really not Mike V's story is not a great example of that because in my opinion, he kind of got Shanghai a little bit there. I mean, that's insane. He's probably what, like your age, he's probably 50. I think he's younger than me. Okay. Let's, well, I let's think he's in his thirties. Let's maybe call him 35. Maybe, maybe, right. Sure. Or let's call him 30. That means for like, 15 years of his life he's probably had a felony that means he has to explain it every time he goes on a job interview every time he if he ever wants to get background checked for anything if he wants to work at an airport like right that is going to haunt you and that is really 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 gnarly a felony charge levied again if um if it were any form of trespassing what we're discussing when we ask the question is skateboarding a crime skateboarding is not a crime you know it harkens back to, and and maybe not back. I think in rural America there are still towns that don't want the skateboarder kids to be doing their thing. They see skateboarding in a backdrop against a backdrop of mainstream culture and sports, kind of nineteen fifties yeah. era football, wrestling. You know, they they probably don't even like tennis. You know. <laughs> And, and so skateboarding is seen as, but now that skateboarding has made the big splash and is highly monetized in, you know, I mean, Olympics, yeah. Red Bull, right. Nitro has a new competition that they're putting on. They used X to be the Nitro Sir, X yeah, Games, right. right. Now that skateboarding has mainstreamed and is being pushed as a sport, which is weird. Um, to me, that's weird sure. that skateboarding is being pushed as a sport um, because uh, creating, I, I think that if you look at dumb data 
or gifted haters breakdowns on skateboarding competitions, you can see that judging skateboarding is a farce. Um, it's farcical to quantify and enumerate scores on the style and uh, accomplishment of skateboarding tricks. Uh, it's done poorly and I'm fine with it because that's not the world that I am in. Um, I have a, I mean, I have a feeling for kids who are locked in by, you know, like that culture into competitive skateboarding. Um, I've seen quite a bit of that with my friends who are involved in competitive skateboarding and the weird, catty, nasty culture between um, professionalized sport right. skateboarders. Uh, the head games, the mind games, the game theory applied to doing skateboard tricks. That's just messy, nasty, gooey stuff. But this criminalizing of a person because they ride skateboards, I think it is becoming more rare, but that was the 90s. And that was, that was a DA that charged a guy with multiple felonies yeah. for having permission to skate a private area. And that's really disappointing to hear and not rare enough. Um, was he, did, did, uh, did Thrasher drink sour wine and his teeth were set on edge? Did he wind up reaping the benefits of uh, the glorification of basically evil? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. what happens when we glorify evil and death and all of this wannabe Luciferian, you know, stuff that goes on back then, yeah. the magazines, the rhetoric, the, the, the self entitlement to destroy whatever you want. Hey, I, you know, I, I'm in there, you know, I, I believe that when we skate, we destroy apathy should be, <laughs> shouldn't make you more apathetic. It right. should, it shouldn't make you dumber right. when you skate. But sadly, a lot of the culture has done just that. Right. Um, skateboarding's media, I mean, it sure wouldn't have helped his case to have a Thrasher magazine open before no. the jurors. No. Facing 10 felonies. Which for, is insane to me. Yeah. Which, I mean, just that's more a commentary about our justice system in general. You can pretty much get as much justice as you can afford, which is really, really gnarly. It sounds like he had a lawyer, which I'm happy about, but I'm sure that somebody shelled out a lot of money to do that. I mean, lawyers are $400 an hour, 600 bucks yeah. an hour. They're gnarly. And they charge by like a 15 minute, you know what I mean? I also, the thing about this, one of the things that pops out to me in the story is the fact that the state said that they owned the parking lot. Yeah. I'm a surveyor, so we do a lot of land ownership stuff. That seems like a very, very strange deal to me, as that would be a, a strange coincidence or a strange scenario to find yourself in. Because if the store was using the parking lot at the very least, then they had an easement, a legal document that said that they had a right to use that land for for parking and so if the neighbor owns the grocery store and has the rights to that easement then if he gives somebody permission then i think legally that person has permission to use the easement as well to be in the store 
So it seems kind of like a loophole. I'm not for sure how that worked. Maybe they were in another yeah, parking lot or whatever. That but, did that did seem loopholy to me yeah, too. Yeah, like, what in the world? There was another wrinkle to this story. I noticed that Mike started out telling the story of the first break-in spot. Yeah. Where he cut a door in a door yeah. in order to gain access to film for his pro. You know, Mike was pro. Right. Um, solidly tucked into the 90s era. That was a bad boy. The dog's farting. I know, dude. It smells so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it cool, but it's dude, so gnarly I here, just dude. caught it. I just caught it. Well, it's time for us to talk about our non-sponsor. Oh um, we've got Coffee and Oak Multibone <laughs> from Huck Style. And we just open a little of this bad boy up. And uh, I've got it on my beard. But when the dog's farting, <laughs> you just hit, it under just the hit, your, to hit your top yeah. lip with that. Yeah, let me get a little bit of that. little Huck Style Multibone. If your dog is sleeping on the floor right now and he's oh. cracking them off, <laughs> Huck style coffee and oak multi balm. It's great for your beard, your head, your arms. Just Huck style. <laughs> just Huck style. Someday baby. when we get real sponsors on the show, yes. they're gonna see that they're gonna go, man. We we need that. Yeah, we need that, baby. Um, That's your so dog funny. fart repellent. <laughs> your dog fart repellent. It's actually helping right now because it is rank, dude. <laughs> That's so funny because that smell like this dog. He's such a good dog. <laughs> when I smell those just like oh, death yeah. waves of farts, I, my whatever that nervous system that comes yeah, from caveman yeah. days just, just goes, out. yeah, man. <laughs> just chills out. My dog is warrior. That's a, that's a smell of warrior. You know, I love that. He's like it's wrapped so in a funny. police blanket right now. Dude, the, Look at we got to show our you, Facebook crowd. You get your boy, Mike. We're going to show you guys where Rocco is, and we're going to return to Mike Villalobos' story. But the dog is on the floor. What a warrior. He's an absolute unit. A unit. He is. He's a complete warrior dog. So, so I, I noticed that the thing that they tried to stitch Mike up for... Yeah was already well represented in another instance and i wonder if they were stitching mike up because they were mad about the other thing oh sure yeah, yeah, yeah. i no, wonder if they knew right that these kids are breaking into places i wonder if the other property owner had already complained you know they're already been a major bust yeah but they didn't get mike and you know you know all those kids snitched on mike you know, when they all got busted, oh, yeah. they snitched. Yeah, there's a guy who made so a door. So hard, he made yeah, a door, right. and the, you know, like that. And the property owner was probably really mad. So the DA was probably already pissed. Yeah. And and what's also interesting is that Mike had laid down probably a, a well-known reputation of criminal activity hmm. before this other circumstance. And, but that's uh, kind of conjecture, don't you feel? It is. Well, well no, no, it's not, no, it's true. Yeah, it's true that he had done that. No, it's true. Yeah, it's true. At least in one instance, that Mike had helped yeah. himself to illegal access. Right, and he had even cut a door. Right, in a door installed hinges and latch. <laughs> yeah, dude, with his own key. <laughs> He's, so sick. Seriously, I mean, you. <laughs> it's you, not right, but I love it. Right, <laughs> uh, we, uh, like we. It's amusing yeah. in the in the abstract. Yeah. But in the actual application of what it you know of what's going on there, as yeah. a guy who's worked retail repair and right. maintenance, um, 
that's a two thousand dollar piece of damage yeah that some and like don't get me wrong like i'm not like uh I'm not dying of bad feelings for the poor corporate ownership of the store. Right. Um, but that the thing is that if we treat corporate owners of stores that way, um, how long is it till we're you know burning down the the store where where we it's owned by a mom and pop? Yeah. And you know seeing seeing that kind of criminality, and I don't mean a harsh. Mike was a young guy. Yeah. yeah, it was just doing what it, you know, it was just doing the thing. Yeah. But the thing, I, I think he was completely innocent. Oh, yeah. In the, the second, second one, case. 100%. And so here we have, obviously, I think it's an obvious miscarriage of justice. Yeah. He was not trespassing. Nope. Or doing anything wrong. And they right. didn't catch him on the other one. And the thing is, in our system, you're not allowed to be prosecuted if you aren't proven to be doing the other thing and if they if they could prove he did the other thing why didn't they try him for that right so the whole thing is rotten it's corrupt yeah. it's evil they do that all the time well it's a little bit of a it's all the time i went in for a when i wrecked that motorcycle i had to go to court and i was charged with reckless driving and driving without insurance <coughs> so i went in and i had insurance on my personal motorcycle and they i talked with the da and they were like, if you can prove you had insurance, we'll drop the note driving without insurance. I was like, perfect here, boom. So they're like, we'll just drop that. And she's like, tell you what, if you just plead guilty right now, we'll take this reckless driving and we'll drop it down to driving too fast in a school area. And it was like, I took it because- But so arbitrary. It's completely arbitrary. It like, that's not even a crime that I committed, but I'm gonna take it because it's just way easier for everybody. I mean, you we can I mean? all be grateful that the consequences were lower, but at yeah. the same time, a guy has to ask, if they can drop me down, right? Can they bump me up? 100% they can't. And that's the problem with corruption. Right. We're all fine with corruption as long as it doesn't hurt us specifically. Yes. Right? Right. Or if it plays in our favor. Right. And we we aren't concerned with corruption. Right. If it, it, it doesn't rub against us. Yeah. The problem is when corruption rubs against you, you're helpless. You're in the jaws of the machine. You literally are. You're getting chewed up by this machine, right? which is why um, corruption ought to bother us. It ought to really bother us. Yeah. And our news media ought to latch onto those things with just absolute pit bull ferocity. Yeah. Like, like you saw. Yeah, like you saw. The warrior dog. <laughs> the warrior under a fleece blanket. Yeah. Cracking off farts. Cracking off death blows. Yeah, bombs. Yeah, dude. You know. One um, thing that I am think about when I hear a story like that, because I have been in other situations in my life where I've been, I um, filed for bankruptcy when I was super, super young because I was kind of tied up into these types of legal situations. Yeah. And it's a really good it's like an Aesop fable, you know, like you, there's a moral at the end of the story, which is like, Hey man, uh, shit is wild out here. So be really, really not even careful, just wise. You have to be super duper wise because you will yeah. get cranked on by the mob, this machine, man, you know? So it's that's huge. It's really, you just have, you gotta be wise. That's again, that's why it really rankles me when talk, talk about being wise. Well, cause, cause so, like, it seems different. Well, what, yeah. Like, like there's nuance here. Yeah. If you take his story, like, what are the things that I personally can glean from it? 
uh, I can glean the fact that, hey, uh, you can be charged with a crime even if you're not necessarily doing anything wrong. And the justice that you're going to get is the justice that you're going to be able to afford. And also the system that we have currently, even though, you know, you would stand before a jury and your lawyer, not yourself, who you're paying thousands of dollars to defend. Tens you, of thousands. Tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands. Yeah. has to convince this group of people that you, as a skateboarder, that already has, uh, you know, a tarnished reputation on purpose, you know, by the culture, didn't do anything wrong. And the judge, I think, was wise inside of the the metrics of the machine to say, hey, man, don't just don't fight it. Just take take it on the nose, take it on the chin and move forward with your life, That's which painful. is so brutal. I mean, it's if you painful. think about it, it's really unjust. But yeah. just because it's unjust doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. And so we got to if you're in the bottom of a hole and you can't get out or it's really hard to get out, you can either bitch about being at the bottom of a hole or you can make small steps forward to move out and dig sideways. Yeah. You just dig sideways. Baby. So I'm yeah, <laughs> Not too fast or it'll cave in. Yeah, on you. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you shore it up with the bones of your comrades who died because they fell behind. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I, I'm like, man, we just ought to really be careful. That's why it rankles me <laughs> when I watch the videos, <sighs> like the GX 1000 dudes, those guys are always in traffic, well, ripping down hills, blowing through stop signs, blowing through red lights. And then yeah. they had a guy die, which is so sad. It breaks my heart so it's badly. And then they celebrate by bombing hills, doing the exact same thing, sketching behind huge trucks that'll rip you to death in a minute or thrasher all the time yeah. on all their videos. It's everybody fighting with security cops and throwing boards at mall cops. A few years ago, one of those kids who was well known for that. Yeah. He, uh, he crippled or killed a security guard. You will go to prison, my dude. He is in prison. Yep. And um, the sympathy, the outpouring of sympathy for him in his consequences, I also can sympathize with the bitterness of consequence. Yep. But in terms of like an Aesop fable or even a, a Grimm's fairy, it's more, yeah, more like of a, a Grimm's, Grimm's fairy tale whatever, than it yeah, is an Aesop's right, fable. Yeah. The thing about Grimm's was there was no good moral. The moral of Grimm's fairy tales versus Aesop. Aesop's fables were, it's a dirty world. Yeah. So you better learn to fight dirty. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. The uh, moral of Grimm's fairy tales was it's an evil world and you're basically you're chum. You're, you're toast, bud. You're in chummed waters right. right now. And so be afraid. Right. Yes. And one of my, one of my reactions to this is, you know, Luke's talking about wisdom and I'm like, you got to keep your nose clean. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to get jammed up and you might get jammed up, right? Even if you never do anything yep. wrong. This is a good example. Of that. it's, it's, well, oh, to it, some extent, it's, it's funny because, yeah. um, the, this happened this guy in, in the second case for which he was prosecuted did not do anything wrong. Yeah. And the prosecution obviously did in fact i think that judge should have suffered consequences for for speaking to him that way yeah i i don't think that judges are supposed to give legal advice no. that uh, that the the lawyer is supposed to give right i don't I know like that he did that though I there's a part of me that in that likes the fact that a judge would look I, at a guy and be like please listen to me. I've yeah so long you've got yeah. to be careful these guys are going to eat they're going to eat you alive you know like 
I, I don't know. I was it well intentioned, saying. or was he playing into the the prosecution's yes, case? Right, that's a good question. Um, a judge counseling a, a defendant to settle with the prosecution is the judge working for the prosecution, right? And I'm almost certain I'm not a lawyer, but I'm almost certain that that's ethically ethically a violation, right? I don't know, but most judges commit acts for which they should be disbarred. Yeah. I am certain that is true, that many, if not most, of our judges are corrupt. The system is corrupt. Yeah. They do whatever they want to do. Right. And they usually get away with everything. Yeah. Our media is asleep at the wheel, lulled into complacency by basically corporate cash. When your media is owned by corporations that, that sell things, your media is just an arm of advertisement. I mean that about Thrasher, and yeah. I mean that about the Washington Post. Yeah. It, we are living in a very corrupt generation, and it yeah. is essential for a, an adult of the species to take this in. Yeah. Luke, Luke is talking about us being wise. Well, a sad thing about being wise is that it's not putting on rose-colored glasses and pretending that it's all fine. Yeah. It's saying, no, there's real corruption waiting to chew on you. And the irony of it is that these injustices usually chew up people who are innocent of big crimes. Yeah. And a lot of people who commit great crimes are not caught in these wheels. Yes. We have about the best system that there is on planet Earth, and it is still a shit show. And you can see, I was just thinking about that because our system is incredible, but our system is based on the fact that our legislature is going to put forth law, and then the civil courts are going to um, interpret that law. And that our media is going to hold them accountable, accountable right. to, a, to a population yes. that is willing to motivate yes. and advocate. Yes. And, and our population doesn't motivate and advocate. I right. mean, just like the emptying of industry from Detroit leading to the ruin of the Midwest yes. of our nation. No, just happens, just happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, it didn't happen without different things going on during it, but it was too little too late. And that movement, not just of Detroit, but yeah. Detroit as a poster child, shows that the American people are asleep at the railroad switch with trains coming toward each other all the time. Yeah. And without a vibrant, con confrontational media presence, yeah. there's no way for cases like this one that Mike V shared with us. Yeah. To, to ever become a story that actually motivates, you know what really could have happened there? Hmm. The mayor could have lost his job. Yeah. The mayor of the town, or the, actually since it was a state case, that would be the governor. Yeah. The governor's office should have been flooded with calls. Right. Calls from people who were inflamed with anger yeah. by media. Yeah. But the media, th that would have been a juicy story that would have sold copy. Right. But didn't happen. Right. Mike's case wasn't taken up. You know, this whole concept of judging a book by its cover yeah. and deciding that they're all dirty skateboarders. Right. Um, it's not helped along by the fact that in skateboarding we have this juvenile fixation yeah. with criminality as a right. cultural 
uh, virtue. Never stop jumping fences. It's on the wall at the barracks. I think that's what it says. Never stop jumping. Yeah, fences. and you show me Steve Barra jumping fences to skate a backyard. Steve Barra is not straight traipsing. You know, do knows? you remember the video series Straight Traipsin? I don't. Oh, it was with Peter Hewitt and Frank Gerwer and the I boys. I don't do the calling. They Carter. were jumping, jumping fences with Salba and just shredding yeah. backyard pools. It's great in in the abstract, in in idea form. It's like the Wild West and everybody's free. It's you know, wow, amazing. But in reality, this is what it is, and it sucks. Like, it really sucks. If you hurt a security guard you're going to go to jail. They will take your ass to prison. And if you get away with trespassing and vandalism and damage of property, yeah. um, you better you better count your blessings and don't repeat it. Right. Which didn't happen in this case. What's I, what's it's ironic, it's painful, it's unjust. Right. Um, here's the thing. I wouldn't say should but Mike could have faced felony charges for his activities in the first case. Right. And he didn't. Right. And I, I'm glad. Yeah, me too. I don't want people to suffer. I don't want to suffer consequences for the evil and horrible things that, and stupid right. and not so terrible things that I do. I don't, I don't want that. And I don't want that for other people. I don't want you to suffer consequences for the foolish right. things that you do in your life. One way that I operate from that intention is I try, I want, we want you to not do foolish things. Yeah. But was it foolish? No, not it wasn't the, foolish that Mike got permission. Right. Maybe he learned his lesson from the first thing. Yeah. I mean, and it, he just appears, got, it appears that way. He'd already learned the lesson. He was like, wow, that was a close call. Oh, that's sick. Our neighbor owns an abandoned one. And they said we could plan it. This is like the perfect scenario. You know, uh, that like, actually was. Dang it. That it was sucks. Yeah, the first one. He prototyped it and yep. he didn't like the breaking in and having it be a bust. So he went and he legally pursued it. And then he got stitched up by the man. Yeah. He got stitched up by the man. My takeaway is that the criminality of the culture of skateboarding is a feature that has been established, reinforced, and writ wide by the work of basically Thrasher magazine. Yep. It's an it's ad copy, kids. They are picking your pocket. They <laughs> they are they are lifting up criminality. They're they're saying evil is good and good is evil and you you're entitled to take and have whatever you want to take and have. Yep. And that you are, and they will ascribe virtue to the people who dutifully perpetuate this image because yep. it sells stuff to foolish, mostly boys during that historical era. Yeah. They were capitalizing off of you. They were right. capitalizing off of us. Right. They were making money by selling us an image of criminal life. And I know that many of the people involved in that capitalization did terribly foolish and even despicably evil acts and didn't suffer consequences yep. and should have. Yep. I know right now I'm sitting on a recording of a two-hour interview. I will not publish it. Um, too rough, too much. Uh, it's, it's, almost, it's unactionable. Mm. But... I'm sitting on a recording in which a person uh, relayed to me firsthand witnessing 
a pro skateboarder of great renown at the time in the 90s, picking up and hurling a, a stone from a moving vehicle into a homeless person and uh. nailing them with a like a 16, 20 pound rock. Like a kill you stone. And they said to me, you know, and, and they were all in the car and they just laughed and kept going. And I think it may have been a murder. It may have been a murder. And I can't corroborate that beyond the eyewitness testimony that was given to me. And I am heartbroken at that report. And that was one of many things, tales from the road, that they relayed to me that just shook me. And it said, wow, this foolishness goes deep. Now, I'm not ascribing that foolishness to Mike V, no. who sent us this question. No, no, no. I think that it is, un it is always wrong to judge by superficial appearance. Yeah. Uh, I think it is always a mistake. But that mistake is being made. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a young skateboarder, I think you should learn a few lessons. One, take a look at the, the evolution of this specific person's yeah. journey. They did practice illegal activity the first time, but the second time they found a legal way forward. They nice. got stitched up by the law. Maybe, maybe something about grown-up life yeah. is you need a lawyer on retainer in this world. Yeah. Another thing about this life is your friends will always snitch. Now, that's conjecture. <laughs> but it's mostly true. I mean, oh, everybody's a hard ass until the cops show up. Oh, know? it's absolutely true. You know, like... Oh, it, it blew my mind. One time I was surrounded by about 15 guys at a skate spot. They were mad because um, I had, uh, I had uh, twisted around them calling people kooks. And started to make being, you know, I basically declared publicly that being being called a kook by these guys is the new cool guy. Yes, right. You know, right. And they were so mad, and they, and they were embarrassed by it. They surrounded me, and they um, they tried to have a big uh, to do fifteen on one to do. <laughs> I, I imagine several of those fifteen were it just wanted to be spectators, but I did. I did have the opinion that among them were those that if I came out on top would have been happy to finish the job. Oof, you know, yeah. So I was facing multiple attackers and that wound up in court. That's a matter of court record. That is not, not a thing. That's not conjecture. And when I was facing that, um, it was essential for me to turn to Johnny Law yeah. and get that on the books. And it was... Uh, one in a series of death threats and assaults that had happened to me as a as a media person in skateboarding i owned a brand but a big function of of my of my work has been media has been putting up live videos and opinion pieces and posts that do the job of media and immediately i was completely panned in my own community as a snitch. <laughs> now, if I had thrown knuckles that day yeah. and come up cutting, because if I go down, I'll have to come, you know, I'll have to come up because I got to get home. Yeah. I'm absolutely sure that every one of those guys would have lied on the stand yeah. for their homies. And, sure. and I, for telling the truth, was was destroyed. My reputation was attacked as a snitch. 
Yeah. Even by people who'd been close to me, they saw that they, they could get back in with the big boys if they called me a snitch right. and they, and they, you know, did that. Well, I'm intact today. Sure. And wiser. I wouldn't change a thing about what I did and said. In fact, I think I might have gone a little harder on my written words and things like that and been a little more clear, yeah. if, if anything. I would have gone to Johnny Law faster and I would have lodged the case faster because lives are at stake in situations like that. Those are bad situations and we shouldn't be having that. I yeah. mean, it's all fun and games we can joke around about. Oh, this and that distro guy stabbed this and that pro in the leg. Ha ha ha. That's just our, that's our heritage. That's our culture. This outlaw stuff, this outlaw stuff has gone too far, kids. They are selling you a bill of goods. Yeah. Skateboarding is a crime when it is trespassing. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. I had a man walk up my driveway and pee on the side of my house a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. And that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, a, a man in walking up my driveway and peeing on my house is a big deal. Uh, that was a big deal. And because, well, you can't have that in an ordered society. If I came home and someone was in my backyard skating, um, their asses are trespassed. 100%. This is a grown-up world. It's, it's a grown-up person's world. Yeah. Consequences are real. I can't be having that kind of nonsense. And I think that those laws are here to protect you, dear skateboarding, you know, yes. kid or big kid. Yeah. If you ever own property. Yeah. I mean, if you ever work really hard for something that yeah. you have right. that belongs to you, and then somebody else decides that they're going to break the plate glass. How much is a plate glass window cost? Oh, dude, I bet they're $1,000 at least, if not more. How many great skate videos and clips have been made where a plate glass window gets broken? Dude, probably a lot of them. You know? It sucks. How much, is, how much does it cost to replace just the threshold for an, for a, a public space door? I bet it's over $500 yeah, at least. Yeah, 700 bucks yeah. for replacement, right. you know? Just for the threshold, much less a broken door. Yeah. What does it cost if a if you step out of a shop? Let's say you're a senior citizen. Oh no, dude. You step out of a shop, a couple of boys bombing hills, cutting in and out on the sidewalks, and one of them hits you. Or just their board hits you in the ankle. And as an elderly person, you suffer a deep contusion. But what about a fracture? What about a displaced fracture? What about a compound fracture? Yep. What if they run into you and your pelvis is broken or you your shoulder, and hit right? Head. Yeah. And an elderly person, you know, and it's funny because like we think as skateboarders that we have the right and that we're entitled to just zippity do wherever we want to. And let me tell you, I'm glad whenever no, no one is hurt. Yeah. You know, and I'm impressed to a certain extent by the daring do. But there's a certain cringe yeah. that I exhibit yeah. because that's a bad path. Yeah. Doing sketchy stuff is a bad path. And people who want you to do sketchy things follow the money. Oofta. Follow the money. People who entice you to transgress boundaries they all you are always the product Ooh. 
you know how they say anything they give you for free, you're the product. And then, you know, about selling your information. Yeah. You've been the product for Thrasher for decades, yep. decades. They've been, they've been selling you a bill of goods and their greatest heroes exhibit the damage of foolish, foolish living again and again and again. And these, the damage of foolish living. Yeah. It's extreme. Yeah, who's the guy, dude? I'm feel ashamed. I can't remember his name. Who's the guy that got ran over by the uh, van and stopped skating and now does mountain bike stuff? Skates sometimes. I know who you're talking about. I cannot remember his name. All hail. Yeah, Cardiel, dude. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I do not hail Cardiel. No, John. I love you. Yeah. I love you in the Lord, man. Me too. I love you, and I wish good for you. Yeah. But. Um. And I don't know if John would even disagree. Yeah, I think he's really wisened up. I think that really—I don't know. I think that really trimmed him down. I don't know. I don't know because this entitlement to good results on foolish living—it has been embodied among us for so long. You're just not entitled to good results on foolish living. Now, this is not for Mike V, though. Yeah, Mike V. Lobos has sent us a good question: Is skateboarding a crime? And the answer. After after tossing this around, first of all, we express officially our disapproval of the legal system that mistreated and abused Mike Villalobos in those days. Yeah. Um, I also I also can't tell you what a loss it is that there isn't a hungry press. Yeah. Looking for stories like that. Yeah, the press here in Cincinnati has, has has just been softball city on skateboarding. When the real stories are very important and consequential. Yeah, and um, so we we are with you, Mike V. You got stitched up by the man. Yeah, but that wasn't about just skateboarding. There was a picture painted and plastered in the minds of your fellow townspeople. Yeah, um, honestly, I think that we have to question um, the role of this marketing trajectory. Why couldn't skateboarding have blown up as something really fun to do? Just that. Yeah. Would there be no skateboarding today if it had been marketed as something really fun to do? Just more kids and girls, probably. Yeah, you'd have more kids, more <laughs> yeah. girls, more disciplines, more market, yep. more money. Yeah, the market would You would be have huge. had more of everything, but right. no, 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 no. Skateboarding had to be, it had to be a boys club, had to be a cool boys club, had to be a cool athletic boys club, had to yep. be a meritocracy of risk, yep. had to be built on, who made this decision? Whose legacy is this? Well, I'm not here to cast down legacies. But they will fall of their own weight. And yeah. we're in a time right now. Uh, legacies are falling of their own weight. So leave them. They are blind guides. Yes. They are blind guides. You've been, as a skateboarder from the 90s, I want us all to appreciate that marketing ad copy is what we took in. Yeah. It was marketing ad copy. Yeah. It was ephemeral at best and a lot of it was really toxic. Yeah. I'm one thing that I'm thinking about in 
Mike's story, I'm trying to look at it from another perspective to try to understand why the DA and the judges behaved the way that they did. You know, so if we were to steel man the state's argument, okay, perhaps that's good. I'm let me just play it out, making a whole bunch of assumptions that might not be true. Get it, but Luke. let's say you're getting a lot of calls from people who are saying that, hey, there's kids in the Kmart, they're breaking in, they're destroying stuff. So you come and bust everybody, but you know that it's still happening and it makes other people in the neighborhood feel like um, maybe their personal property would be at risk. So then they're looking for somebody to tag and tag real hard to to be a an example. An example. Now, that's not necessarily just. However, because of the way that our system is set up, take for example, uh, Al Capone was. I think Al Capone was busted on tax fraud. Yes. And he went to prison for the rest of his life. That's the only thing that they could get him on. But they knew that he was doing all sorts of illegal stuff, killing people, Kill, putting, murder. you know, giving people concrete shoes and throwing them in the river. Dark, evil stuff. But the only thing that they could really tag him on was tax fraud. That's the way that our legal system is set up to some degree. And I am really struck by the fact that even with one of the best systems in the entire world, the only way for it to be actually just is to have moral people with wisdom who are in charge of turning this huge system this way or that and without that you get all kinds of nonsense and you can see like if we were talking about let's say that we were talking about instead of mike getting uh stitched up on a trespassing charge yeah if we were talking about uh you know cartel dudes coming up and running drugs and the only thing that they could get them on technically was like a driving without insurance and license and you could put a guy in jail for five years even or, though you knew that he was doing even more evil stuff yeah. that's a net win in my opinion you know what i mean because that's the price that we have to pay for a system that says that you're that, innocent until proven guilty it's not supposed to imprison the innocent <clears throat> which happened in the case of mike and yes. these administrative mistakes that sent him to twin yes. towers 50 yeah, miles from that's home gnarly, dude. it's really gnarly and Twin Towers is no joke. I've never been there. I never want to be there. But th this this story is heartbreaking. The, but perhaps, the trauma. Yeah, for sure. Perhaps with the perspective that we're kind of, you know, running around in right now, a person might be able to look at that and say, okay, that sucked. Totally unjust. Not cool. Skateboarding is not objectively a crime. However, mm -hmm. I can understand why it happened. And there are aspects of why it happened that I actually agree with or if not agree with at least can see why they exist in a civil society i don't know you know what i mean I'm, it's a rough one he definitely got got and that sucks that really sucks um i want to drive a wedge between you and the indoctrination of our history things are crimes for a reason I uh, was imagining, as I was watching some skate footage, uh, how expensive it would be to buy a home in San Francisco. Cheaper now. Yeah. Nobody wants to live there now. Yeah, and the housing market is pooping a bit. And what it would feel like after painting your house and making it beautiful for a, a bunch of skate rats to show up and start wrecking the edges of your well you wouldn't know they're called a hubba because <laughs> you're not familiar with smoking crack in the 90s of emb <gasps> and your hand railing you know 
is, to, you know, getting jacked. It's getting broken at the bottom because they're, you know, and dudes are slamming really hard. Yeah. 75 tries for one make on film so that they can commoditize you. Right. Into thinking that's what you should be doing. This whole thing, I'm just thinking about being a homeowner, like being like, maybe I'd be a recording artist or maybe I'd be a, a graphic artist or, or some peaceful citizen who achieved American dream, owning a home. I painted it. I paid $26,000 for the painters to build the beautiful. I imagine I'd have some turquoise in yeah, the scheme, you know, like course, yeah, it'd be beautiful, <laughs> you know, with stonework. Yeah. And these guys come and they're not just hitting my handrail. They're going up next to my house for the runway of my sidewalk. Like they're, they can see what's in my backyard, you know? And I would be incensed. I would be angry. I would be burning with anger, friends. Yeah. And I would want them to stop. And I think this person shows up again and again in skate media. Hmm. And they are the brunt of a joke that we think is funny. Yeah. We think it's funny that we're trampling over someone's private property. Yeah. You know, I mean, these guys are uh, accustomed to San Francisco, so nobody's allowed to bear arms or defend their property. There's no castle doctrine. So they'll even tussle with these people. They'll even get involved in shoving matches with these people on camera, all in order to sell you whatever brand wheel, dude, whatever brand trucks, whatever brand decks, yeah. or fashion accoutrement that the industry has decided that you are supposed to want. I have to say that if this kind of footage inspires you, that you are you're being sold a bill of goods. It's foolish. It's wrong. It's ethically wrong. And I dare say that it is a mild one to some extent, but it's morally wrong. Yeah. I think it's wrong. Yeah. And I think anyone that would argue the legitimacy of that kind of behavior is not a, a well-fledged, yeah. full-thinking adult in their thinking. Yeah. They have lost respect for their fellow man, hmm. and they're not operating in any sense of accountability to their creator. That is just not, it's not good. Well, and you know what's funny? I see a lot in the skateboarding communities that I've been in, some of the gnarliest, most hedonistic rippers, people who are really pushing for the narrative that you're talking about, they usually come from really wealthy families. And I'm just having a thought to being that homeowner, some kid goes down your handrail, eats shit, breaks his leg, hits his head, and their parents, who are savvy, say, you know what? Gold mine. Yeah, that was unsafe. We're going to sue the homeowner. Gold mine. It's insane, dude. It's like, if, you ha if, you're, if you're not... If you don't have to pay the consequences for your actions, then everything is on the table. Mm -hmm. Everything is on the table, you know, and it sucks because then you get to be an adult and you still have that mindset and you, the world will eat you alive. Yeah. It will literally eat you alive, like straight up. It is so gnarly out there. It is so gnarly. There's even a thing called cirrhosis. It happens when you drink too much. Yeah. Consequences lay ahead for people who choose folly over wisdom. Yeah. I, 
I didn't know we had to say it. I know. It's now, really I'm not applying that to Mike V no. in this case. No, Mike uh, in, is great. In the first case that he shared in, in his question, right. I would say that to him. If I, were his, if I were my age and where I am today and I knew him, I would have said to him, and I've said things like this, Hey, buddy, you're getting into some bad areas right there. You're going to wind up paying the piper one way or the other if you keep behaving like that. Yeah. But it seems like maybe someone did say that, or maybe he had the wisdom in his own self yeah. and enough ethical makeup. I commend that he that he amended his ways. Right. Um, I do think that if I were to blame someone, I wonder if we would wind up blaming the other skateboarders and thrasher and the culture that has popularized and and promoted the criminal reputation of skateboarding because that's the weight that wound up falling on his head yeah the weight that fell on mike was the weight of a culture that has promoted itself as being criminal yeah openly Op like openly defiantly it's insane dude it's actually really funny now that we're talking about this you know skateboarders will hammer down well dude skateboarding isn't a crime it's so unfair and i'm like dude we just spent the last 40 years saying jump fences push you know mall cops the fuck fuck cops you know like yeah we, just be outlaw be outlaw and then as soon as the hammer comes down as soon as it actually gets just suddenly it's unfair now you know what i mean yeah like, this is unfair why does everybody look at skateboarders like we're bad people and it's like because we've been doing bad shit for like a long time now not only doing it but everybody who's been in charge has been totally thumbs up and it's been a rite of passage for people you know what i mean like so no, skateboarding isn't a crime, but it is a crime if we're doing illegal stuff all the time as a as a as a epitome of what it means to be a skateboarder as an integral part of the culture itself. Mm. Like, come on, man, we're better than this. But even <laughs> if you are a law-abiding citizen in America right now, yeah, you you can get stitched up real hard. Yeah, um, know your rights under the Constitution. Retain legal support you're an adult <laughs> if you're not an adult yet when you're an adult do what you need to do so that you have you know your rights under the constitution and you have legal support on retainer this is what adult living is and then i know that that's mind-blowing to a lot of our listenership but hello you're an adult right this you're in a you're in a country in a society under under the appearance of the rule of law yeah so make you know avail yourself of knowledge yeah so that you can defend yourself and others in that case and also it's not a bad move to take a reporter out for coffee mm. if if things hit the fan yeah try and find someone that's going to actually do ex expositive journalism yeah you know who's going to do in investigative journalism on right. behalf of our constitutional rights and things like that yeah know your rights i don't think that the majority of skateboarding's population is hep to that no because our again our entire culture as skateboarders has been total hedonism and hellenistic and do whatever you want whenever you want and if you get consequences then that's unfair and that's just another reason to say fuck the system and there is a glory to that in some ways to be transgressive, but well, there is yeah. a price to be paid as well. So, Well, when you live in an unjust society, practicing justice is rebellion. Um, the problem is 
uh, and we and we live in a, in an unjust society. Sure. But it's not it's not the constitution which is unjust. It's not the laws which tend, we have unjust laws. And by the way, what have you ever done to overturn an unjust law? What have you ever done yeah. in your lives right. to organize a reformation toward justice in the society in which you live? Probably nothing. If you've done something, then what do you want, a medal? <laughs> that should be standard issue adult living. Right. It's not. It's very rare. We hold people who do those things up like some sort of rare hero. And the reason behind that, I'll... I'll, I'll tell you, we lift people up as heroes and we say they're a different kind of person because we are not going to do it. Yeah. And so by giving them glory, we credit ourselves right. with something. Yeah. And we're wrong. We're supposed to be about that. Yeah. And that is my, that's my takeaway is that we, we really, <sighs> skateboarding's, skateboarding is a fun thing to do. It is. But the historic mainstream skateboard media narrative, tale, ethical body is deeply flawed. Mm. It's filled with moral folly. Yeah. It's filled with calling evil good and good evil. Yeah. And we all would do a service to ourselves to consider these things and really marinate on those things that's a strange thing uh, that's in response to a friend of ours having been stitched up by the system yeah so again in summary summarize it in summary i would say to mike no skateboarding per se okay by itself yeah that's latin for by itself i per really se. like it yeah Skateboarding, per se, is certainly no crime. However, reputational association with criminal activity, yeah. culture, and documented criminal behavior yeah. for which prosecution is sought is, is risky business. And we shouldn't expect fair treatment in a flawed world yeah prepare for the worst while you hope for the best i would hope lose assertion will not fit on a sticker <laughs> we should put that on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> live 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 comment from bob lofton <laughs> yes i love it that was sick um, yes we should prepare for the worst. And that means if you're a grown-up skateboarder, go to the skate park, friend. Yeah. Cool your jets. Or if the cops come, say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm going to leave right now. That's my, my apologies, I understand. You're taking risk. You, know? you are you're risking. Now, the thing is, by law, if I trespass, I'm not trespassing until I've been asked to leave. That's law. Good. All right, where I am. So I can try it and to, uh, if I want to damage a rail. Now, if I damage a rail, if I even chip the paint on a rail, I can get a big old bill and yeah. be stuck with, be stitched up and stuck and maybe even get a charge. So you're already on thin, thin ice when you feel entitled to use, say, for example, 
property that belongs to the public, which is not yours, it's ours. It's everybody's, That's right. right. And yeah. it's on behalf of all the people who paid for the painting of that rail that you're scratching. I understand this means that you aren't going to get the clip, but whoever she is. She's not worth it, bro. Whoever she is that you think you're going to win with that clip or whatever group of bros you think are going to love and accept you because you do that rail and you get that clip, you're, bar you're barking up the wrong tree. Yep. If she's the right one, she'll love you and it won't be for a rail. And if they're the right ones, they'll be your buds, whether you do the rail or not. I remember walking away in 1990. I walked away from trespassing in skateboarding. Yep. I walked away. My friends and I were skating a parking lot that we were, it was fine to skate. It was at the soccer fields. It was in New York. I think it was in Hopewell Junction, New York. We were doing flat ground in a, in a parking lot and they said, Hey, let's go skate this spot. And I said, that spot, that will be trespassing and I'm not going to trespass. Yeah. And they looked at me like I had like turned into a, like a creature. Yeah. They just, I was a different animal. And in that moment, I thought, you know what? I'm going to honor, I'm going to honor the larger ideals in my life. And I am not going to barge, trespass, vandalize. I'm not going to be subject to prosecution of law for trans, for transgression. Yeah. Um, not knowingly, not on purpose, not flagrantly. That's not going to be the way I skate. I've never been cool ever since. Yeah. And, um, I, that's just where we are. That was a cool, long summary. No, like in it. summary, <laughs> skateboarding is not a crime, but crime is a crime. And when skateboarding brands on crime, don't be surprised when you get scooped up when the man comes to stitch up someone. They always get the wrong guy. And they always get the wrong guy. And yeah. they always do them wrong. You can see that uh, foundationally skateboarding as a culture is like if you had to put an age on it, it would be like 13 and yeah. a half to like 15. You know what I mean? Even in our adult leaders, like this, that is the ethic that we see being propagated is, hey man, just do whatever you want. Just do yeah. whatever you want. There's no consequences. And if there are, then they're just unfair. And yeah. that's, that's a child. It's well, a child. When Johnny, when Johnny Law puts a hook on you, things go from zero to a hundred real, real fast. Quick. So you want to get wise. Don't be a hooligan. Don't be a fool. Be a wise person and don't get stitched up. Yep. That's you can happen anyway. Yeah. Um, what's ironic is how many journalists get stitched up for just doing journalism. Oof, that's and dark. That's a, the, not the a good knowledge. Song. Gary Webb committed suicide with two bullets in the back of his own head. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> it makes me wonder. Uh, it makes me wonder because you know we're we're definitely coming against the narrative of the powers that be, and. Um, it ain't Thrasher Magazine that's reporting on the things that are really important right now. It's a San Francisco standard. Yep. Which and, is so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got folks in the chat who are talking about Texas ditches and things like that. And I've seen the collaboration between the state of Texas and the ditch skaters. And it's really wise and good. I've seen in the Austin area, I saw some really good stuff going on with some really good heads coming together. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah, okay. I was. And I like that kind of collaboration. Right. And, and I understand the gray areas. Uh, ethically, we have to work in the gray areas all the time in life. Yep. Um, I think this will be a good one for people to, uh, oh, so you're saying that we can't blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 
and all that. That's yeah, great. It's just, guys, listen, it's because we can't kickflip. I've said it <laughs> once and let's say it again. Our oh rage, gosh. everything that we're saying is driven by the fact I tried to kickflip and I couldn't do it. Once, everything. One more episode of us coming at the kids. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's exactly what we're saying. You guys got it. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today for yes. the Captain Lou podcast. We'd like to thank Life Skateboards for the wood that we ride. True. And uh, we'd like to uh, give a shout out to the amazing historic photo project coming out of Zeppelin Arrow Works. Yep. And also, don't. Yes, we will. Huck style coffee and oak multi balm has saved our nostrils from the emanations of a very lazy, very happy, very warmly cuddled pit bull yes. who's been cracking them off the whole time. And from yeah, I'm no. just gonna say a big thank you to Mike V. Oh, yeah, close, uh, for uh, <laughs> for sending us a question on the Captain Blue questions at Gmail. Please, you got questions or comments? We love. I was really excited about this one because it's always fun to hear what you guys think and we talk love about it. it. It's really, really great. We yeah. love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's gonna. This one's gonna air on the seventh of February, as far as I understand it. Yes. So um, this Facebook uh, video will be privated until then. Yep. And it'll come out on the uh, what you call it and uh, the YouTube's. Um, hit us on, catch us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're, we're there. there. Yep. And um, on TikTok and, and yep. Instagram, and send a send a uh, an email over to your favorite millionaire and tell them to give us a bunch of money so we yes. can get this thing onto better tech. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> or something. Why is this pod not called Deep Thoughts? Yeah, it is a bit deep. It's a bit deep. <laughs> All right, thanks, friends. Later's.